0: talk to god and we listen we're not doing all the talking you know we know people that way you have a conversation with people and you barely can get a word in you know what i'm talking about you barely can get a word in so what's what well, we, we don't need to be doing that with god when we're praying it's a two-way conversation it's like a kid it's like your child they come to you they want to come for advice they're wanting to ask for something i need a new pair of shoes they're coming to you asking. That's what we need to come to God, asking God for things. It's our conversation with him. But we've got to have to stop long enough to hear God's response. Sometimes we don't. We just want to pray, 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 and we get up and, okay, I got my prayer in for a day and I'm done. What we need to do is kind of wait. You know, be like Elijah. Wait in there for something. Because sometimes God ain't going to come in a fire. God ain't going to come in a storm. But he's going to come in that still small voice. We just sit silent long enough, we'll be able to hear from him. We just want to pause long enough that we can hear him speak. You know, you heard that saying that it used to be a sweet hour of prayer. It's now turned into a little talk with Jesus. Jesus. Prayer is like a child's conversation. I just said that. What's it mean to pray? Pray is to entreat or implore. It's often used in introducing a question, a request, or a plea. To get or bring by praying. What do you have need of? Praying brings it on. To make a request in a humble manner. It's not getting up there when you get on your knees. God, I need this right now. God's just gonna sit back and let you just go. You can't demand God of what you want. We're not, he, he ain't gonna answer us if we start demanding, acting like we're all something, but it's humble manner. To address God with adoration, confession, supplication, thanksgiving, worship. On that little list, I didn't hear anything, I didn't read anything about asking yet. <laughs> Sometimes that's what we do, and I'm guilty. A lot of times, we'll sit there, especially if you have a need, it's pressing. You'll start your prayer, Father, I love you. Lord, I need, Lord, can I have this right now? I need this, I need that, I need this. But there's an approach to God. It's not our Father which art in heaven, this is what I want. Matthew 6, 5, he's going to tell us how to pray. When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Because verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door. If you don't have a closet big enough. It's not necessarily to be a closet. You just get in and shut the world out. Turn off your phones. Turn off the internet. Turn off everything. Get in a quiet place with God. Get away from family. Get away from your husband. Get away from your wife. Get away from your children. Get back in there behind the holiest of holies where God could speak to us. Where it's just behind, but just you and God. That's what happens when the priests, when they went behind the veil, they took the needs of all the people. They crossed behind that veil. It was just them and God. Pray through is praying until you get the victory. I tried to find the quote. I don't think I was typing it in right. But you hear preachers say it all the time. Brother Bram says that a Christian should pray through every day. (laughs) What's praying through? Praying through until you get the victory over something. Praying through until you get an answer to a problem. If you got a even if you got a question about this message, is it right or wrong? Get in your closet and pray until God reveals it to you. Yeah. Hallelujah. What they need is an old fashioned What they need is an old fashioned prayer altar where they pray until they pray through until they lose themselves. Come in prov- God's provided way until they free themselves from the world. Again, he's talking about the children of Israel. If they failed to eat the manna, they died. If we fail to eat on the Holy Ghost, we die. If we fail to pray through daily, <laughs> wow, there it is. Put that in this morning. I didn't even recognize it. If we fail. To pray through daily all the time. Keep under the blood, you'll wither up and die in your Christian experience. He says he's living where the man is fresh all the time, where it isn't a burden to get out and pray. Through today, pray through tomorrow. Brother, stay with him all the time in the holiest of holies. Can a person live that way? Absolutely, he says. That's what Jesus died for. When thou prayest, enter into thy closet. When thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and thy Father which in, seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Amen. But when ye pray, use not vain repetition, which is stuttering. We get that way sometimes. We say, "Well, I gotta pray." You're like, "I don't really know what to say," and you get down there, and you start don't even make any sense amen, amen. if y'all don't like that pray for me to stutter or repeat say the same things over and over we find ourselves doing that Lord Father forgive me of my sins and you'll go pray Father forgive me of my sins Pray, Father forgive me of my sins you didn't ask once that's all you need to ask <laughs> well that's all right. Brother J.D. will be back next week. To use many idle words. The words we use have tremendous power. Amen. The Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. You know, I believe our prayers would have more power and a greater anointing when our everyday life is filled with words that can uplift and bring grace to others. Wow. Wow power of words we have so much power that whatever we say will come to pass ask what you will when you pray and it shall be done Ephesians 4 29 says do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen a holy life is powerful when it comes to seeing answers to prayer, even Jesus had to submit. Because Hebrews five seven says, during the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death, and he was heard. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Jesus had to submit himself to the Father. We're no different. We're not special we even more so have to submit ourselves to the father if we submit ourselves to him we will see our prayers answered Amen. righteous living and right speech come from a right heart before god so it's important for all of us who want to have an effective prayer life is to watch our speech watch what we say okay we'll move on from that there's a lot of things you get in with the tongue but when you pray, use not vain repetition as heathen do. For they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Right. Well, we've heard that. We've been in places. Me and my wife was somewhere not too long ago with a, a brother who's, you say, one of the main ministers of the message. We was at this church where he was ministering. And this brother gets up and prays. And we're kind of looking at each other like, what? what is he trying to prove? He was trying to be so elegant, try to lift himself up, make him sound like he was something. We've seen it. People pray so loud that nobody else can pray. which is nothing wrong with that. But are you doing it for the right reason? Are we praying for the right reason? Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father, here it is, your Father knoweth what things you have need of even before you ask. You know, the disciples are like, wow, teach us to pray. Yeah. They've they seen the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all those people that does stuff like that. They've seen them pray. Oh, yeah. So when Jesus comes and says this, they're like, uh-oh, we don't even know how to pray. So teach us. Okay, Jesus says, well, after this manner, when you pray, our Father, which are in heaven, you start praising him hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Are we praying for his kingdom to come? (laughs) We should be praying for his kingdom to come every day. Even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. You haven't asked for a need yet. Thy will be done. So you mean some of my prayers are not going to be answered? Thy will be done in heaven earth as it is in heaven Amen. give us this day our daily bread did y'all get up this morning and pray for the service this morning did you get up and pray for your pastor give us this day our daily bread because he has spiritual food in due season for us forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us it says depths but it's the same thing we can't even forget. We can't ask God to forgive us until we forgive our brother. Amen. My goodness. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, the devil's going to be sending a trap out for us. He does it every day. But how many times has God steered you around that trap? You may not have noted. You're like, why am I going this way? Why am I late for work? Why can't I get my car started until later? God looking out for you. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And he ends it with an amen. There's your pattern for prayer. That's a quick prayer. You can add to it. Just pray. This is is your order right here of prayer. James 5.13, it says, If any is any among you afflicted, let him pray. Is any merry, let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he had committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. And then our opening, confess your faults one to another, pray for one another that ye may be healed because the effectual fervent, effectual is producing or able to produce a desired effect fervent is to be active efficient are we efficient in our prayers to be operate to be at work to put forth power is your prayer full of power to work for one of the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much availeth to have to exercise force, to be strong, to have power, to have power has shown by extraordinary deeds. So that's what an effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen. If you're praying and you're a fervent prayer, it's going to avail you much. Oh, yeah. But the rest is a prayer of the faith shall save the sick, an individual prayer. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Only if you knew that in your hand, Christ has gave us the authority with his name by being Christians, the most powerful weapon the world has ever known. Prayer, it even changes everything. It'll even change the mind of God. You know, I was seeing this the other day, and I, I just wrote it down, just, just one little line. Pray about it as much as you think about it. If we have problems, how, how, many, how, how, long, how many hours a day do we sit and think about that problem? Instead of thinking about it, just pray it. Just pray about it. Commit it to God. But said said par- prayer is the most powerful weapon that was placed in the control of the human beings. In expectations is prayer is the key. It's the answer. Amen. Prayer changes things. Prayer is the most powerful weapon that was ever put in control of the human being. There's no atomic bomb or no hydrogen bomb as powerful as prayer. Amen. You know how powerful atomic bomb is? You know what happened in World War II when they dropped that bomb over Japan? It destroyed everything in its path. That's what prayer is. When you go down to your knees, I don't care if you're the weakest Christians, because we know when the weakest Christian gets down on their knees, the devil trembles. But what a weapon we have. What are you praying about? That's how much power you have. You know, we're like in B-52 bombers. We're loaded down with bombs. I've read where this B-52, they can carry up to 80,000 pounds of bombs at a time. And fly over 8,000 miles before they refuel. So you're loaded down with bombs this morning. Your prayer will fly over the enemy. What is it you have need of? What's bothering you? What are you praying about? If you got lust and you're praying about it, fly over that. Let your prayer throw over it and a bomb will drop and totally destroy it. You got depression or anxiety? Just start praying. God, that prayer will fly over that and a bomb will drop on it and destroy it. Sickness will be destroyed. But we don't use this weapon enough. You know, prayer will even change the mind of God. Prayer changes things. We know the story about King Hezekiah. He was sick. God told Isaiah, said, hey, Go over there and tell that man that he's going to die. So Isaiah goes up to the king, and says, "Hey, king, thus saith the Lord, you're going to die." So what does Hezekiah do? He got out his pen and paper. My last will and testament. I leave my entire kingdom to my firstborn. I leave my wife this. I leave my kids this. I no, as soon as he got the word, he turned his face to the wall and he prayed unto the Lord saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And then the next verse says that it came to pass. Isaiah hadn't even gotten his chariot yet and got down the driveway. And God says, stop, Isaiah. Turn around and go back in there. That's how quick prayer changes things. Isaiah had already told him what God had said. And Isaiah hadn't even left the house yet. Because the Bible says he he had got through the middle court before God stopped him. Go back there and tell him, I'm going to give him 15 more years. But I thought God's will was for him to die. Oh, he's going to die eventually. But he asked God for 15 more. He asked God to to spare his life. Give him more time. God says, okay, I'll give you 15 more years. (laughs) That's powerful. We could be on our deathbed. We could be dying with cancer or whatever, some kind of disease. And our prayer can have so much power, it can actually go to God and say, oh, I'm going to give them a little more longer to live. Yeah, they might be 95, but hey, let's see if they can make it to 110. (laughs) Lord, I don't want to live to be 110. If I'm the way I am now, I hate to see when I'm 100. But that's how quick prayer changes things. You can never pray too much. We can't be afraid to pray either. Remember Daniel? We heard it Wednesday night. They want to get Daniel for his prayer. They won't get Daniel in trouble because he's a favor of the king. Amen. He said, I don't care. Right, if I pray, I'm going to get in the lion's den. He'll just go right up and open wide his window and said, hey, guys, I'm fixing to pray. Watch me. Prayer saved him in the lion's den. When they threw him in there, they come up to him like little kittens, and he's sitting there petting them. They was just meowing. God told him, "You're going"? No, I'm not. You'll find yourself in the belly of a fish. Then Jonah says, "Okay, I'm going to pray now." That's what we what we do. We wait till we get in trouble, and then we start praying. We wait. Until we get in trouble before we start praying. John fourteen fourteen says, He shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. When you pray, He will do it. Prayer changes the mind of God. You believe that? Yeah. God is wanting us to pray. But there's things that you can do that God cannot do. Brother Caleb read this Wednesday night. It's funny. He sent it to me. We talked about it at the shower, Brother Caleb. I said, send me that quote because I'm, I might do a thing on prayer on the Sunday school. He sent it. Then he reads it Wednesday night. It's okay. He did a lot better job than what I'm going to do with it. But I want to remind us what it says. Do you know there's some things that we have to do that God cannot do until we do it? He says, we're the branches, he's the vine, but the vine can't bear fruit. It's the branches that bear fruit. Is that right? He furnishes the energy. He gives you the ability, but we've got to do the job. You get what I mean? The Holy Spirit's here as you see him each night and he knows you, but the only way he speaks is through us. Is that right? Our hands are his hands. Our eyes are his eyes. Notice, he gives us things. So Jesus was standing there one day looking upon the harvest. Do you believe? Do you believe he was the Lord of the harvest? And he looked out upon the harvest and said, Ye pray to the Lord of the harvest. He just telling disciples, Hey, pray to me that I'll send reapers to the field. He's trying to tell him, you you got something you need to do. I mean, I can do it. God could do it, but he wants you to do it. He wants to use your mouth to pray. When you pray, believe that whatever you pray is going to happen, that whatever you say is going to happen. He says, you ask the Lord of the harvest because the harvest is ripe, the labors are few. In other words, you ask me to do what I know ought to be done. God knows it ought to be done. God knows your need needs to be met. He knows your sickness needs to be healed. He he knows it. But he's just waiting on you to ask him. Simple thought. The importance of prayer. The most important thing in our life. We We can't live without it. We've got to have it. That'll be it for today, 1057. Y'all love the Lord? Very simple thought, but we need it. I need it. We all need prayer every day. Pray without ceasing. God bless you.